This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network, welcome to yet another journey as we hit episode 13. We have hit a full year plus, I guess we could call this season two. I don't know if we're podcasting, but this is season two of what we'll listen to monthly shows here on the PTV Wrestling Network through the Looking Glass. I am your co-host, Scott Criscolo. Welcome to October. Uh, we hope everyone is enjoying the month uh, in your life uh, in sports. Mine's kind of up and down, um, but I have a pretty great football team. But my baseball team seems to end quite painfully. But wrestling never makes me sad. That's why. That's why people always wonder why I've been a wrestling fan my whole life because I have ba- I have sports teams that kick me in the nuts more often than not. So so that's why I stick with wrestling because it never breaks my heart and it never goes away either. Uh, anyway, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the first twelve episodes. Uh, my co-host and I have had a fun time doing it, and now we begin season two, and we've got a good one tonight. Uh, we we had to kind of chew on on a topic because October is not generally like a a, a glaring wrestling month. I mean, yeah, we've got you know the Hell in a Cell pay per view, which we try to you know, no one wants to talk about those. Um, you know, we have Halloween Havoc, but what what are we gonna do? Like create a card? Nah, we have there's other pods both here and over on the No So that do a good job with that. I like our topic tonight that we came up with, but I'm not going to do it by myself. Let me bring in my co-host. It's, uh, I don't know. My t- it's very temperate kind of here for the fall here in. Uh, I wonder what it is on the other side of the egg. Good evening to or good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon to the thunder from down under. Hello, Dave Hall. How are you? Hi there, Scott. It's uh, hi all the listeners. It's uh, it's good to be back. One year. One twelve yep. months we've we've managed to make it. Uh, yep. They they thought that they they said we might not quite get that far, but no, it's it's great, and we're um so grateful for everyone for joining us on the ride. It is, it is really funny down here in Australia at the moment. We've um, we're coming into those warmer months, but we're still copping del- del- downloads of rain. We've just had a massive downpour of rain the past couple of days, sort of. Got got our month's worth of rain in about twenty four hours, and uh, you know local floodings and stuff. It just can't shake the rain down here. But you're talking about sporting sporting events and sporting teams, Scott. I I can I can relate. In the past week or in the past two weeks down here in Australia, our winter sports codes have sort of reached their their climax. We've had two grand finals. My preferred teams in these. Both of our major winner codes made the grand final and both got absolutely pumped. Uh, huh. It was it was not a good week in terms of sporting. And then my preferred, um, so that's that's sort of you know, down here in Australia, rugby league. I, um, I support the Parramatta Eels and they got absolutely pummeled in the grand final. And the week before in the AFL, I support the Sydney Swans and they got belted. It was, it would to to put it in in NFL terms. The, the Sydney Swans basically got belted like 45 to nil. 
in in, in is is sort of how it looked is how that the the comparison would be, and my That's preferred like sports code the rugby union. The Australian Wallabies got beaten by the New Zealand All Blacks. So in the space of a week, I've lost everything. But my Niners beat the Rams. That's all that matters. My yes. Niners beat the Rams on on national television. So yes, they did. I'll, then... I'll take that. And and they they're just they're getting a nice little bit of a roll on now. Yes, well, and to back that up, the, my Cowboys did it as well. A week later, they beat the Rams, <laughs> and your Niners, of course, uh, defeated. Uh, Carolina so they keep on trucking along mm. uh so uh David is always a pleasure um but yeah it's been a year we've had 12 great topics but admittedly we, we're, we're pulling we're pulling back the curtain a skoosh uh tonight because uh the 13th topic was a little tough usually you and I usually have kind of it worked out but admittedly um this month was a little tougher uh we had uh we had a lot of things on our mind. We talked about, like, you know, do we want to do Halloween Havoc? I'm like, eh, what do we got to Rebook cards? Nah, we don't want to do that. Uh, there's other, again, there's other shows both here on the PTV Wrestling Network and over on, across the quad over on the no-so that do a great job of that. So let them do it. Um, Hell in a Cell, eh, eh. <laughs> I, I'll get to that. I, I think we'll do a gimmick episode, maybe a gimmick match episode down the line. Hmm. But you came up with a great topic for us uh for us tonight we both came up with it and i and i'm in, i'm i'm very very excited to uh to do to to get into it um but of course if you uh, now just another side note for you new listeners i'd like to preface this particularly with our monthly shows this is not an episodic show meaning they're not connected so if you're in the middle of listening if you're like if you if this is the first episode of the show that you're listening to hi welcome uh you're not the first 12 have nothing to do with this one. So feel free to keep listening to this one. When you're done here, please go back to our, our archive place to be.podbean.com. You probably went to it since you're there and look, listen back at the previous uh, 12 episodes. They're all fantastic, but they're not related. So you're not, you don't have to shut this one off and go back to episode one. You don't have to do that. Um, some of our shows we do shows like highway to the impact zone and NWA crock and roll. You obviously have to start from the beginning because it's episodic, but this is not. So continue to keep listening to this episode, but Please feel free uh, to go to the archive, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, and check back the previous twelve episodes because they don't relate to each other. They're they're really really good. So, uh, having said that, Dave, why don't you unveil uh, this month's uh, topic? Because I am excited about it. I know you are as well. So let's jump in. Absolutely. Well, um, like you said, Scott, we really it really was sort of trying to dig around. How what are we going to do? How are we going to uh, put something together. We, we we have been trying to keep each of our episodes sort of thematically based around the month, if possible, or something that might be happening in the in the industry that that allows us to tie something together. But uh, we're having a bit of trouble. And then, uh, well, wouldn't you know it? Triple H and the the WWE threw us a bone when they mm-hmm. uh, when they announced that at this year's Survivor Series they're going to be hosting War Games, and that's yes. what I'm thinking. We've, there's been a lot of people for years have thought, why can't WWE put war games on the main roster, not out on NXT and what would it look like? And then, then it raises the question, what, what might've happened if war games had been a WWE creation from the beginning? What if, what if war games was created by Vince or, or maybe 
created by Dusty when he joined Vince. Either way, we're going to have a bit of fun tonight. We're going to pull back the curtain. We're going to jump through a bunch of rabbit holes, and we're going to look at what might have things have been like if if WWE had created war games. And we're going to look at some different years, some different eras, and and look at some potential war games matches in the annals of WWE history. And I think this is really exciting. I'm 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 looking forward to this one. I am as well because um yes, we've we've had situations in the past in professional wrestling in the WWE whether it's the 80s and the Federation era or the new generation of the you know the mid 90s or the attitude era etc ruthless aggression where scenarios in 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 storyline uh led you to think and listen we all thought this at times throughout our wrestling fandom throughout our our entire lives that man this feud would be great if it ended at war games. Everybody has said that. Mm. Everybody. And then you're watching war games matches, you know, the late 90s in WCW. And you're like, my God, these are crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is garbage. <laughs> this, this is total, total garbage. You know, uh, um, and of course, the ones that they've had in, um, in NXT over the past, what, five years have been mm. exceptional. Um, but there have been so many uh great storylines and and narratives that have been told in WWE WF WWF slash E since the the Federation era began in in my, in my opinion the Federation era began in 1985 and uh I I've come up with I we both have come up with some exceptional examples of what if Vince was the one or Pat or Gorilla came up with the idea for war games and not the beloved Virgil Runnels. And uh, I think we've got some, uh, I think we got some good ones tonight, Dave. Yeah, no, I think, I think this is going to be fun. I think it, it, this, this, this is going to give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of freedom to really explore what could have been or how, how feuds and storylines could have been woven together to create that, to come in under that war games theme. Um, we are, we are intentionally trying to, uh, we're not wanting to just recreate, um, you know, we don't want to just take survivor series matches and say, put that in a war games, you know, that, that, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to, trying to have a bit of fun with this and, uh, and and there there probably be a couple of of pretty obvious ones, and maybe even a couple of matches that were on pay per view that um that might sneak into this into this little project today. But uh, overall, we we've really tried to keep that war games uh, concept forefront in our minds. What was war games? And and war games was. It, uh, in my mind, it was the it was the feud. Uh, we call it a feud ender. It was it was kept for the best ones were when you had that built storyline of of a, of a of the of the stable or the group of guys all coming together um, and and multiple storylines sort of coming to a head in one battle. That that's that was always what War mm-hmm. Games was about: bringing it all together. Right locking them in that cage and letting them just go for it. And then it's produced some pretty good matches. Look, yeah, before we delve into the, into, into the, the rabbit holes, you know, Scott, what, 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 
Uh, two questions here. What was the first War Games that you saw? Um, and and maybe what's your favorite War Games match? Uh, well, um, my the first War Games match I ever saw um, was the first one. Uh, and that was it was it was truncated. It was truncated on a tape. Um, it was truncated on a on a Turner Home Entertainment tape, uh, and it was truncated on an episode of uh, NWA, you know, Saturday Night Red World Championship Wrestling. Mm. Um, and that was the one from July fourth, nineteen eighty seven, the one everybody remembers: the Road Warriors, Nikita, Dusty, and Paul Ellering against the Horsemen and uh, and JJ. J- JJ. Um, JJ, who of course was only there to eat the eat the the submission. Um, <laughs> that's kind of why they threw managers in there. That was pretty obvious. Um, my favorite. Well, let's put it this way. I'm gonna go to my. Uh, I'm gonna expand my answer a little bit, Dave, for you. Um, yep. I'm gonna go to my. Uh, my GWCW slash NWA match list from. Um, that we did a couple of years ago. And I'm going to tell you what war games matches I have and where I had them ranked. So give me just a second. Oh, there's not many. I don't think mm. I don't remember. I haven't looked at this list in a while, but uh, let's see. Uh, okay. All right. Let's go down here. So in my top 100, I had, uh, let's see, of course my, Google Sheet is being a pain in the butt. Here we go. I had five war game matches on my list. So not wow. a ton. Hmm. All right. I had five of them. So here's the list. Uh, at number 84, I had from Fall Brawl 94, the Rhodes family and the Nasty Boys against the Stud Stable. Yep. Which is a good match. At number 67, from Bash 89, I had the Road Warriors, the Midnights, and Steve Williams versus the Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team. At number 48, I had from Wrestle War 91, Larry Zabisco on the Horsemen against Sting, mm. Pillman, and the Steiners. Of course, that ended with, with uh, Sid almost killing Pillman by <laughs> breaking his neck. My goodness. Um, so, so not I, a great I, ending. I, I, I watched that early just to, to sort of get um, get in the mood, get in the prep for, for today. I watched a couple of War Games matches on the on the War Games DVD. I've got the War Games DVD sitting oh, yeah, on the shelf and uh, yep. and I watched I watched that one and I watched the the what, what I think may be your your highest ranked one, but I, I, I watched that the Horseman one against against Sting and Pillman. I'm just Sid, you, you look at it, Sid just could not get in. And this, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, about sort of maybe the, the problem with the cage. But Sid just didn't get him up, and he came down on, on, on the back of his neck. I'm surprised he, he – I'm surprised they went and redid the spot because they do it again. And, and you can see Sid intentionally works the body and gets him in a position to drop him properly the second time. But the first time, he just took him right down on the back of his head and neck. And I'm surprised – Pillman wasn't out for 12 months with it with a serious neck injury after that. Mm. Uh, I know, right? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, but the match as a whole is great. It's just that mm. ending is just frightening. Yeah. Uh, next up at number 48, I'm sorry, at number 16 on my list was the match I just mentioned, the very first one from mm-hmm. July 4th, 1987. The Four Horsemen versus Nikita Dusty, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering. And the highest War Games match on my list. 
Uh, I think you know which one I'm about to talk about, Dave. Mm. Uh, at number three, it was my number three match on my entire list. And of yeah. course, that is from Wrestle War 92, Sting Squadron and the Dangerous Alliance. That 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 is the perfect. And I hate to say this because the wars in the 80s were awesome. But that, in my opinion, is almost the most perfectly booked war games match. Yeah, in I, terms I, of the way it I agree with that. I think it was perfectly booked. It it told a story throughout. It was the it was the culmination of the Dangerous Alliance storyline. I mean, from that point on, the yep. Dangerous Alliance just collapsed under the weight of everything. You know, that was change of bookers and poor decisions. Yep. But but even from a storyline perspective, it was the pinnacle. It was time for the Dangerous Alliance to start to peter out and 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 the and the the the, the good guys, the Sting and his and his team start to to get back up on top but it, that's a fantastic match um you know the the story the even the the, the smaller storylines we've throughout so the the revenge steamboat wanting to get his hands on rude um you know you've got dustin they, they talk up dustin Rhodes sort of in the early part of his career getting in there um and and the nikita koloff element to that storyline where is is nikita gonna work with sting or is he going to turn on him like that, that they really right. built that quite well and then the finish with zabisco making the mistake in the error and and costing uh costing bobby eaton I, what i what i like about that is it it really played into the into the concept it wasn't talked so much in commentary but zabisco wax um eaton with the with the metal the metal pole that the, you know, the 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 iron pole that that keeps the mm-hmm. turnbuckle together, wax him in the shoulder. And all Sting does is lock on a basic armbar. But I think it, it really played him well. At that time period, you could still play that. These basic moves are still painful. And with the impact of the of the steel rod, it, it exasperates, it makes it worse. And and, and, a, and a simple submission move is going to work. You, you wouldn't be able to get away with an armbar submission in, in today's in, you know, in today's wrestling world, uh, in any, any way, you wouldn't be able to get away with that now. No, no, absolutely not. But, uh, but it, that's just that. So those, so that's my favorite, but the first one I watched, uh, that's the first one I think I watched live. I think was that one, but obviously the first one I watched overall was the first one from July of 87. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously a truncated version, uh, both on the Saturday night, NW, you know, the NWA Saturday Night Show on TBS and on the Great American Bash Tour VHS tape that came out via Turner Home Entertainment uh, later on that year in 87. So mm. uh, what about you, Dave? The the first one I saw, um, I'll go I'll go to, I'll go to my favorite because I agree. I, my, my favorite one, uh, I think the best one of all time is is the one you mentioned, Sing Squadron and the Dangerous Alliance. I, I think that, like you said, it's by far and away the, the best one. I do have. It's interesting. You didn't. This one didn't make your list. I I do have a, a soft spot in my in my heart for the very first NWO versus WCW one with with the fake Sting and and Sting coming in. Oh, ninety six. And, and right. From ninety six. I don't that I don't mind that one so much. I I I quite enjoy the storyline around it. It's, I don't think it's as as good a match as any of the ones that that you've already listed. But it's it's mm-hmm. one that I I can I can throw on and and watch and enjoy. Uh, it doesn't get that one doesn't get tired. I think uh, that was sort of to me the last the last one before it really fell away. I think everything after '96 was just you know 
poor, bad, and 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 abysmal. But uh, so but my the first one I ever saw was the '89 one. Um, I had read about war games in in the aftermags. I'd, I'd read about the '87 ones, and I, I knew the match existed, but I'd never seen it. Um, and uh, I've shared before how some of the 1989 WCW videos were released down here in Australia, and the Great American Bash one was one of them. And um, I, I managed to to get my hands on that, and and I really enjoyed. It. I saw that was the first war games match I saw um, in on you know actually witnessed, watched, and uh, yeah, it, it 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 kicked off a love affair. That that's a good match. Not no superstars in it, but that's a good match too. Mm. All right, that's uh, you know I I you're probably right. I think I've I think I've in the past dis- discounted. Um, you know, discounted, uh, um, the end of the, you know, the, 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 the nitro years, Mm. because I feel like every match is crap and it's not 96 is probably pretty good. 97 is probably not that bad either, but, um, 98, 99, 2000 are all, I don't even think the 2000 even have one. I don't think so. Um, was it, was it, uh, 2000. Yeah. They had some, they had a crappy one. That's, um, Oh yeah, yeah they, Nash they had Jarrett. Some, yeah, it was Nash. It was it was on Nitro. It wasn't even it wasn't even a, mm. a, at Fall Brawl. It was Nash, Jarrett, uh, Steiner, and the Harris brothers against Booker, Goldberg, Chronic, and Sting. And it was actually mm. a title match. Uh, War Games. I don't know how the hell that happens, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Um, it's like and the, then it's course, like the one it's like the one in '99 the the you know NWA the Wolfpack versus Hollywood versus WCW where it was yeah. you could win by pinfall and and it was pretty well every man for himself anyway so that was that was they're, they're, those two are just they're they're just terrible they really yeah are. they really they really are '97 was '97's the one of course where uh, uh, you know, Kurt Hennig turned and joined the after he got the coveted horseman spot from Arn. Mm. And then he, of course, turned and joined the NWO, which, of course, he had to because who didn't? Uh, mm. <laughs> so um, uh, and then and then, of course, we you know, we, we don't want to discount, obviously, the the NXT ones, which started in 2017 in Houston. Um, you know, the Undisputed Era defeated Sanity and the Authors of Pain. I, 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 have, then, I have seen that one, and I did enjoy that one. I really did enjoy mm-hmm. that one. I haven't seen all of the NXT ones, but I do remember taking the time to watch that one. Yep. Then, of course, the, you know, then Undisputed Era was in the one in... Um, they, they were in pretty much all but the last two. <laughs> they were mm. in 17, 18. Of course, there's a women's and men's in 19, and they were in the men's one. There was a women's and men's in 20. And they were in the men's, and then of course by twenty one they were gone. So, um, but that's right, they were a good team, and, and it worked out that way. So, but uh, some of these ones in the mid nineties are are not awful. Um, yeah, the one in ninety four I think is a un- is a unheralded one. I think a lot of people should watch that one from Fall Brawl ninety four. Uh, Dusty Dustin and the Nasties against yeah. Bunk Arn, Bunkhouse Buck, and Colonel Robert Parker. I think that's an I think that's an understated uh, War Games match. I think I think the thing about the mid '90s ones is they got much like the the Royal Rumble. The WCW had worked out how to tell the story best to make the War Games match 
interesting and and exciting and 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 valuable i think the early mm-hmm. ones the early ones those 87 88 you know early 90 you know they were they really sort of rode on the star power you know you had the horsemen you right. had dusty and nikita and and it really was just put them all in there let them just kill each other and 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 we'll enjoy right. it because they they're all the top stars but the, the the there was there wasn't a heck of a lot of i think pre pre-concept storylines going in but by the 90s they worked out you know that da- the 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 um, the horseman one the the dangerous alliance the 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 stud stable ones they really worked out how that storyline you know how it can work and how it can keep the intrigue and keep the uh the excitement because they, they all followed you had the, that same formula the the two guys start and then the heels always get the one up they always win the toss they always win the coin toss how do the heels always win the coin toss i don't know maybe nick patrick had a two two-headed coin or something like that i don't know but uh ah, they all because it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> You know what it was, Dave? It just wasn't proper for baby faces to have advantages. It would it's that's the right. heels have that's to have right. the one advantage. The baby faces can't. That's just the way it, that's right. That's and and that, that and that's the logic <laughs> storytelling of it. But uh, but I like right. um but but I think in the nineties they worked out how to tell the story around that. So it, you know, you weren't just sitting there going, Okay, we got two heels, then we even up three heels, even up so they, they worked that out. So I always felt right. that the one thing that and I, I'm, I'm assuming this will happen with with the the one this year. I, I do feel that the one thing that WWE have um, solved with these War Games matches is is well, I, I would say the top of the cage. Um, and I referred to this earlier. The one I think the one drawback from the War Games gimmick in WCW was that the the cage height was just too low. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't perform moves off the top rope properly. You couldn't, you know, Sid nearly killed Brian Pillman with that power bomb. And, you know, right. we, we talked that it's because the height of the cage was just so low. And at least uh, while I, I, I like a cage top on, and I know NXT, they've gone without the, the top of the cage. They've sort of got rid of it all together. But I think, you know, if, if somewhere in the middle there i think you know sort of the the height of a of a hell in a cell or or a elimination chamber i think that would work better you know having been able to have that extra height on the top of the cage i think if wcw had taken that cage up a little bit i really think they would have solved a lot they would have opened the match up for a lot more risky you know, those top rope moves some of the high flying danger stuff and some and some about higher impact moves that you can't do you can't do vertical suplexes you can't do you know a lot of those you know moves that require height when in those the wcw cages and i think that was a, another reason why some of those matches did struggle at times uh i agree with you that's actually a pretty good point i uh i, I agree with you on that 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 structurally but you know what dave historically wcw and the nwa were always bad about that kind of thing and Mm. that's one thing for the most part they're not always good at it but that's one thing wwf slash e was always good at logistics Mm. yeah those are the kind of things like if they invented war games those suckers would have been high like cages and Um, that's what i think i think if vince had done it from the start which will and it's part of the the ideas i've taken into into some of these in some of the ones we're going to do shortly is that it is a higher cage yeah, and no roof. Mm. Well, no roof. I, I, I don't think, think Vince I, would have done a roof. I don't know. I think a roof can work. Uh, you don't want the guys to be able to get out. I mean, the, the concept of the roof was to keep everyone in, um, as to not True. let 
not let people escape, you know, they, they don't want them to run away because they're about to be forced into submission. So I don't mind the roof, um, but it needs to be, you know, high enough that it's not going to impact the match, like a like a hell in the cell or 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 a or elimination chamber. Good point. I agree with you. All right. Nope, you got me on that one, Dave. I will I will uh I I concede to your thinking on that one. You're not wrong. But I do think that the cage would have been uh the cage would have been higher and uh um because they would have uh you know they would have um had to do that kind of thing to put off move put on moves and because Vince would have been all in on a lot of aerial tactics, particularly in the later years, which we could discuss this evening. So mm. um all right, Dave. So let's uh, let's 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 jump right in. The doors open. Uh, I have the Doctor Who music playing in the background. I never really thought to do that on the show. Maybe I should start doing that for season two. Maybe I should start putting the <laughs> Doctor Who music when we first walk through the the. For all you sci-fi fans out there, I know Jenny Smith got a kick out of that. Um, uh, and let us go through. So we're not we're going through the Looking Glass, not to change anything per se, but to. Um, well, I guess we are changing. We're, with all due respect to our man, uh, the son of a plumber from Austin, Texas. We're sorry, Dust, but we're taking away war games from you. In this alternate universe, you did not invent it. <laughs> of course, we're all going to be considered, Dave and I are going to get yelled at on social media for being called fanboys. We're making <laughs> Vince invented war games. Sorry. Everybody hates us now. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, so in this universe, uh, in, in the alternate universe, on the other side of the looking glass, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. All right, if you guys want to do it fair, all right, fine. Pat Patterson invented the war game. All right, let's do that. that that's a little bit easier. Or, or, or maybe, say, or maybe, or maybe Dusty invented it when he arrived and, and sold it to Vince. <laughs> maybe. How about this for an idea? Maybe Vince, maybe, maybe Dusty invented war games when he was here in the late 70s. Mm. And, okay. And said to Vince, um, listen, I'll give you a cut, but we both get to use it. Eh? You could really? name it something different. I'm calling it War Games. But you, but the difference in real life, in the real universe, Dave, and I've always said this, the reason that I think Vince was not a fan of War Games was because of money. Um, I think he probably thought it was stupid to have two rings yeah. in an arena this is my thinking. Not everybody always agreed with me on this, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to die on this hill. I think a lot of people, I think Vince did not like the War Games idea because he didn't like the thought of two rings in an arena that takes away from floor seats. I've, I've That's actually my... heard that. I've heard that argument put out, put out there before. I've actually heard that that was a legitimate reason why Vince never wanted to bring it in. Um, is that idea that the, the, the two rings and the, and the, the way it, it, it changes the layout of the arena. I think it's, I think it's very viable. Cause you figure back in the day, let's be fair. Um, uh, not house shows. Cause I've sat on the floor for house shows at my, at my beloved new Haven Coliseum. And I'll be honest with you, Dave, I think I paid 25 <laughs> for a floor seat hmm. at a house show in like 1987. So I'm thinking he's not going to do war games at house shows once Vince is that's one thing about Vince he's not going to waste a good gimmick at, at something nobody's going to see so obviously you're going to do it on a pay-per-view mm. and he's not going to throw away 400 no again we're, we're, we're considering it the 80s he's not going to throw away 400 or 500 dollar floor seats for um 
for a, uh, you know, for a, a war games match. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah. but, uh, maybe a house show as a test, maybe, maybe MSG or Bo- maybe one of the, the hubs, maybe MSG Boston at the guard at the garden or the spectrum. One of the places where he knew he was going to get big money to begin with. Yeah. He could probably eat some floor seats for one night to do it. Um, I don't think he would do it in, you know, Saskatoon or I don't know, maybe do it in Toronto, although the Maple Leaf Gardens would have been tough because they had that big ramp. So having mm. two rings would probably have been problematic at that time. But he might have gotten away with doing them at a high profile house show venue because he knew he was going to get some good scratch from it anyway. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, I don't think he would do it internationally. With all due respect, I don't think he would do it at a house show in Brisbane. No. But, uh, <laughs> although, you Wait. know what, though, Dave, in all honesty, well, maybe if he was doing one of those <laughs> slick Europe tours back in the day, you know, and then maybe sell it as one of the hotter, because he would do that at times, and I maybe sell it issue, as one of I the hotter the issue uh, for international policy is, videos. I think the issue for international would have been transporting a cage overseas. The cost of yeah, taking two rings and a cage. I think I agree. They never would have, never would have taken it overseas. Much to the frustration of those of us living down here under, where we're lucky. And and look, we still we haven't seen. We we pretty well haven't had them out here since the um since the pay per view since the um uh the um show showdown. The showdown uh, pay-per-view in Australia um, back in, was it? Um, I came up on it four years ago, four or five years ago, well before COVID. We just haven't seen WWE down here since. So, mm. yeah, he's not bringing, he's not going to bring war games down here, unfortunately. No. And I don't know if he would have done that back in the day either. But uh, um, in any event. Uh, all right, so everyone ready? Let's get in the TARDIS. You know what's sad? I don't even know if Dave even likes Doctor Who. He's probably like, what the hell is singing? <laughs> watch classic Doctor Who, Dave. New, new Doctor Who is crap. But watch classic Doctor Who because it's pretty awesome. Anyway, all right. So, so Dave, how would you like to, uh, how would you like to spin this? Because I'm ready. Well, look, I, I mean, I, I think there's all, sorts of, there's all sorts of ways to do this. I, I think... Um, I think let's just take it. Let's just let's just go one each. Let's just take um, a couple of okay. uh, a, a couple of ones, and, and and we'll see how we do. I'm I, I I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start off here. I, I'm going to throw out um, I'm going to throw out one that I, I'd like to put out. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to start with a more recent time period. Um, okay. Because I was I was trying to think what what would have made a good war games match uh with with the feuds that were going on and the time period of it all and 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 i I've, i sort of felt the one of the especially in recent years uh one of the the best opportunities i think that would have uh, been a real good showcase for war games would have been set around about extreme rules 2014 and that is uh a match where we're going to see the rekindled, the rebirthed evolution, Triple H, Randy Orton and Batista, along with Kane 
matching up against The Shield, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and WWE champion Daniel Bryan. Now, hmm. I mean, we're right slap bang in the middle. I, I, I feel that the Shield evolution um, feud that was going on in, in you know, around just after WrestleMania 2014 really... I think it would have tied well into a war games concept with the, the star power that's in them, the, 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 the type of wrestlers they are. I really felt it would have um, sat well in that concept. And I, and I was thinking, well, you want to add, you can't have three on three. It's got to be four and four. And this is where I felt, well, Daniel Bryan had, he won the title because of his battle with triple H and evolution. I thought, well, that ties in well. And, the only person who sort of really I could sort of see linking to um, evolution at that time period was Kane because he was that corporate enforcer in 2014. He was Triple H's corporate enforcer. So there's my there's my first uh, my first uh, proposal for a War Games match. We've we, I, I sort of see it probably uh, well before before I see how it goes. Your thoughts that you know evolution and Kane versus the Shield and Daniel Bryan. How does that strike you? I love that. I think that's awesome. Uh, because seeing uh, seeing his seeing their uh, the the building and uh, you know maybe even you put the the Rollins turn there or something. I I think that's fantastic. I love that. I didn't even go that deep that far in the timeline, uh, Dave. Mm-hmm. So I I, I uh, I'm very happy you you went there because. Um, uh, I, I didn't go that deep. Um, I wanted to do a little more older, but that that's great because um, you already know how evolution's gang mentality works and seeing Triple H, Orton, and Batista just roughing up guys and, and you know, uh, you know, taking the belt and trying to beat him with it. And I think the frustration of Daniel Bryan getting the best of them in New Orleans uh would drive all of them batshit. So mm. I think emotionally, Dave, I think that's a tremendous match. Uh, you put that in a nice venue. And I think you got to put, and, and I'm saying this fairly, uh, and I'm sorry for smaller, smaller markets, but you've got to put a war games at a pay-per-view that's juicy. Uh, mm. in a city. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, one of the big four. It doesn't have to be at SummerSlam, or obviously it won't be at WrestleMania because Vince ain't giving up floor seats at WrestleMania for this match. So let's just forget that. It doesn't have to be at SummerSlam. It doesn't have to be at Survivor Series. It could be on a secondary show, but it's got to be a secondary show in a big building. Um, Mm. Put it in Philly. Put it at the Garden. Put it at Long Island. Put it in Baltimore. Put it in Chicago. Don't stick it in, like, Phoenix or Anaheim or somewhere like that where no one's going to really appreciate it. You want a hot crowd for these Mm. shows. You want a hot crowd for this match. So don't stick it in some latte-sipping venue where everybody shows up late. Eh, You have no, no patience for that shit. Uh, you got to put it in a hot place, but um, yeah, I, I like that, Dave. I like it a lot. I, 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 I think that would be a good hot feud. Uh, I think the build, obviously, sorry, heels win the toss. Um, it's funny, Dave. I would even say the Triple H being the CEO or being like a you know the authority would have a two sided coin. Come on, that would be that would be <laughs> oh fitting. absolutely um, absolutely. Uh, and 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 it sort of sits like I feel that like you were saying it. it it, it ties on the back of Daniel Bryan having got the best of them 
but at the same time, you've got that growing feud with the Shield happening in, in that time period. So that that's where where it comes from, and I, and I could see Triple H trying to do everything he can to um, to get the the upper hand. I, I see this match. This is how I would I put it together. I'm not, not going to go into too much detail, but I'd probably start the match. I, I'd see Randy Orton going in to start the match for Evolution, and Dean Ambrose being the crazy character that he was betraying at that time rushing in sort of ignoring what anyone else wanted to do rushing in and just just going to town on Orton just they just start beating the crap out of each other uh as you said the coin toss occurs Triple H I wouldn't even be surprised if Triple H just announces we won the coin toss you know you don't even see a coin toss it's they're all standing oh, there we did, Triple we did, H just we announces did we won it yes. we did it backstage um, yes I love yes. that and 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 Triple H is the is the first extra person in there to to give his team the advantage. He comes in and and they sort of take control. He he wants Brian to come into the ring, but the number two when the evening up when it's the time for the good guys, the two minutes is up. I believe Seth Rollins would would come in next, and I just think Ambrose yeah. and Rollins they're going to carry it. And I, and I keeping Brian out because. Because we know he was struggling with his neck injury, because it's only four, six weeks later that he that he had to take that time off. So I'm trying to protect Daniel Bryan physically um, for, for a lot of the match. So I'd send Rollins in next. Um, then then at the at the at the next two minute mark, it's Batista coming. So I'm gonna have evolution in there controlling and 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 really going to town on everyone. Daniel Bryan will be the 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 third man in for his team because I want to I want to hold off Reigns because at that point Reigns was getting quite popular because they were protecting mm-hmm. him well and he had that that impact style and he was coming in and 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 I I'll hearken that back to to the Rumble where everyone was ticked off that Bryan didn't come in and Reigns was the last guy in there with Batista and the, and the crowd were behind him he was he was getting that support behind him because they were using him properly at that point. So, um, yeah, so Brian comes in, evens it up again, and then the last two came for for um, the evolution side of things. Reigns comes in last. It's, it's, it's a class. I think you're going to get lots of blood. I think Orton's bleeding, Hunter's bleeding, um, probably Ambrose, Rollins, and Brian, they're all bleeding. But I see the end of this match coming when uh, the Shield managed to um, allow Daniel Bryan to isolate Hunter. And I'm sorry to do this to you, Scott, but I think the ultimate finish for this War Games match would be Daniel Bryan locking in the LaBelle lock on Triple H while Rollins, Ambrose and Reigns are just working the other, yeah, Batista Orton Kane in the other ring. You've got Brian alone with Triple H in one ring, probably blocks a pedigree, turns it around, puts in the LaBelle lock and gets the submission on his own to get the win for their team. And the crowd would just lose it in my mind. I do not disagree with you. I would have no problem because as we have seen historically, uh, Dave, uh, uh, Triple H always does what is best for business so i am uh perfectly uh happy with uh with that uh scenario i am 
Um, and I think Daniel Bryan kind of being carried out or, you know, that kind of thing, I think would be, uh, would be a pretty fun ending. I think that would work out. Hmm. I think that worked out very perfectly. So I like that. I like that a lot. And then and then it allows the Shield and, and Evolution, they can continue their feud over the next month like they did, leading to the Rollins turn and, and that all happens as as it did. But this is I think sort of really ties a bow there. Uh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um uh so I'm my first one. I'm going to go totally. I'm going to go chronologically because I'm just OCD like yep. that. So my first one, Dave, did you did you put a year for yours? Yours is 2014, right? Is that that was 2014? Yeah. OK, I just want to make sure we have the years right. OK, my first one. Is we go back to 1985. Oh, Madison Square Garden. We could do this in November. There's no Survivor Series, but I think it'd be fun. Actually, no, it couldn't be November. We'd have to do it maybe in the summertime because uh, and I would change up things a little bit because, uh, well, we're in the alternate universe, so I could change it however I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the heel side, your team is Paul Orndorff, Big John Stud, Cowboy Bob Orton, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. And on the babyface side. Tito Santana, the Junkyard Dog, Andre the Giant, Mr. T, and your world heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. Uh, You put this match at MSG, and the fucking city melts into the ocean. Uh, The heat for this, I mean, you'd have to, it's like that war to settle the score before the first WrestleMania. You're going to have to get cops. Mm. You're going to have to get cops, because this is going to be molten magma hot. Because you bring in this team, and Piper's the captain, um, and maybe all five of them come in wearing Hulkamania t-shirts. Come on, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> um, come on, that'd be pretty great. Um, but to add a little salt for the baby faces, okay? As the baby, as Hulk Hogan, they all come in, you know, individually. Real American starts. Hulk Hogan's coming down the ramp or coming down the aisle at the garden. He gets jumped by Heenan family member King Kong Bundy. Mm. And Bundy beats on Hogan. And all of a sudden, holy shit, Hogan's not in this match in the beginning. And the heat is is just molten as he's being carried out on a stretcher. And Bobby is just cackling in delight. Uh, he's high five and Piper. Oh, Dave, just imagine the fucking build the roof of the building right now would be uh, just uh, molten. They, they'd be ready to riot. Oh, it's awesome. And they're and Piper's just cackling. He's other oh, high five and the heels are loving it. Hope Hogan's spitting up, doing his whole little, you know, his little like uh, his little uh. Shakes you know, and shudders on the yeah, ground. Yeah, shakes, yeah. spitting up blood and everything. Oh, my God. Andre's all pissed off. He's banging on the cage door. Oh, my. It's just it's just epic. And so, obviously, the heels start. And you have Andre and the Intercontinental Champion, Greg Valentine, to start. How about that for an odd combo? Wow. 
and and uh, and 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 Andre got his grin in, but he, Andre is not smiling. You know, Andre will get in the ring and do his waves and smile. Mm. He is not happy right now. And Valentine's sitting there like, oh shit. <laughs> he 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 draw Piper looks at him and goes, You go in first. <laughs> and, and Valentine's like, No, why do I gotta go in? You go in. <laughs> and Andre's standing there and, and Andre's doing those big fucking ham hands, and mm. he is not smiling. You know how Andre usually, you know, waved to the you know when he was a good, lovely, you know, beloved baby face Andre, waved to the fans and everything. He is not smiling. Yeah. I, I'm even picturing him pointing to stud, like yeah, get in here. Mm. Come slam me, tough guy. Like like yelling at him with that mm. in that deep Andre French voice. Come slam me, stud. He's pointing at stud. Stud's banging on the. Oh my! Why couldn't I book this? Oh my God, Dave, the the magma heat right now, mm. and everyone doesn't know where Hogan is. There, Mean Gene is in the back behind the the like the he's in front of the curtain. You can hear coughing and blood spurting everywhere. Oh, well, maybe not the spurt. Okay, I'm getting a little too harsh. <laughs> but you're here. You're hearing coughing. Mean Gene and Alfred don't know what to do. And finally, you know, Valentine gets in. He's, you know, they work it over. Valentine's getting a shit beat out of him. Andre's just ham, hamming him, just paste, you know, pie facing him with the. And then the buzzer goes off and then Stud comes in because now Stud has an ally. Yeah. So now Stud comes in. Stud thinks he's a tough guy, and him and Valentine kind of overpower Andre. Buzzer ends. In comes Tito. We're getting flying drop kicks and everything, but Andre's already a little winded, and uh, and Tito gets overwhelmed. Then another heel comes in, likely, um, probably uh, 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 Orndorff. He comes in. He's posing. He's pointing at the Hulkamania shirt. Crowd's throwing shit at the ring. They're messing up Tito. Andre's trying to get to his feet. Next up, JYD comes in. We're getting head butts. We're getting thumps and uh, and yep. just crazy stuff. Then in comes uh, Cowboy Bob, and he's got the – and he drills Andre in the head with the cast. So Andre's, like, partially out. And, the, the I mean, you know, uh, Gorilla's on comment. Him and Jesse. Jesse's just eating it up. Gorilla is banging the table. He's pissed. Jesse's just cackling. Uh, you know, where's your boy now, G- Gorilla? Where's Tough Hogan? He couldn't take a little roughing up. He's not coming out. He's a coward. Oh, Jesse's just just totally needling Gorilla. I can't believe I'm getting this excited about this. He's needling <laughs> him like every two seconds. And um, and then Pike, and then uh, and then um, in comes Mr. T and Mr. And they're all and the heels are looking at Mr. T like this isn't Rocky, brother. This is real life. You could sit there and pretend to throw punches. Your boyfriend's in the back. He ain't coming out. Your boy's in the back. He's done. He's cooked. He's spitting up blood. It's just you, big man. Come on. Pipe. And then Piper. Piper comes in. It's five on four. And and they're all looking. And, you know, guys are roughing up. And Piper's looking at T like, all right, you ready? You don't got Hogan setting, your move, setting you up with moves now. It's me. It's you and I, sucker. Face to face. And a place is in. And Piper st- and, and T just like Dex Orndorff knocks him out. But then again, the numbers game. And then all of a sudden, coming out, taped him with his ribs, blood sp- spurting out of his mouth. The place goes batshit. Out comes Hogan, gets in the ring, and it's just mayhem. Guys flying all over the place, moves, punches, just gorillas crapping himself. It's just the place is going ape shit. Cops are trying to hold the barricades. And then finally, in the end, and Piper probably is going to get paid for this, in the end, uh, 
Piper gets leg dropped and Andre gets up kind of groggy and uh, and goes to say Orndor for Orton or somebody. Uh, maybe maybe Andre sits on Orton's broken arm and taps out. <laughs> and the baby faces win. Hmm. But, uh, but, but Hogan's all like blood on his mustache and he's all spitting up gunk and taped up ribs just like WrestleMania 2. And actually, yep. a pretty good setup, Dave. Mm. If you want to think that way towards WrestleMania 2 with Hogan and Bundy. Because Bundy's gone. He did his job. Bobby, Bobby gave him a little extra scratch that a little extra, mm. a little extra sandwich money to just go out there and get a little because it's Bobby. I can't believe Dave I got that excited over <laughs> that, that, that never happened. But come on. I mean, that's just you put that summer of 85 at the garden, a summer night. It's I I don't know what to, I mean, the Yankees are playing good ball. The Mets are playing good ball in 85. The thing, thing, Patrick Ewing's rookie year with the Knicks, New York is hot. Hmm. And then you put this war games match. You got two cages, two rings, the five biggest heels, the five biggest faces, Hogan, Andre Piper, the intercontinental champion. I mean, it's just, it, it, I tell you, Dave, I, I, you put that on a screen. Dave Meltzer has no choice, but to give it five stars. No choice. Yeah. That's right. sorry. I, I got a, I got a little excited, but come on, Dave. Nah, that, that's that that's good. I, I I like that. It's um, I think it really ties into to yeah, just that that pre match attack would have at, at that at that time the 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 height of Hulkamania that would have had the crowd in absolute frenzy. And when he and when Hogan comes down, you can just picture the place just losing you know, the roof coming off. You know, you could almost oh. the place would be would be shaking. Um. I certainly agree. It would be it would be someone. I think it would play in perfectly for Orton to be the one to give up with something to do with the broken arm. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, and not. I wouldn't even. I, I I'd take it. You could take it the next step. You could take it like you know, the whole concept was that everyone knew the cast. His arm was healed, but you could have, you could have Andre actually run that cast into the ring post. Or into the cage, like into the corner of the cage or in the ring post, like almost re-breaking it, you know, even maybe snapping the cast off. And then and then he just locks locks in some sort of arm lock and just, you know, Andre's just grinning, you know, like like you see, he's got that grin on his face, like nothing's gonna stop me now. And and Orton Orton almost has his arm rebroken, uh, would would be a the ultimate payoff there. Yeah, I, I'm. I just I don't know. I, I thought about that. That was the first one I came up with, and I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was just. I'm like, oh my god, I I, I need to make this in real life. I, I I have to. I don't think there's any <laughs> way around it. You know. Um. Anyway, so that's my first one. That's my first one. All right. Uh, just you take the five hottest heels, eighty five, five hottest baby faces, eighty five, and just put them in the summertime, July or August do a war games at Madison square garden. It's the only place you can do it. Mm. And, and, uh, and just let it just pull the rip cord and let it go. You know? Yep. So, ah, well, I am, um, I'm going to throw out, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go backwards in time. You're, you're moving forwards. Maybe I'll, I'll keep to, to save your OCD from going completely over the top. I'm going to, I'm going to head backwards (laughs) in time. Okay. okay. 
Um, and and only because I don't want to do some of my early eighties and nineties ones in, in case uh in case we, we, we end up doubling up almost the same thing. So uh knowing that you haven't got a, a couple of these later ones, I'm I'm gonna come backwards in time from twenty fourteen to two thousand and nine. And I'm going to to bring us to again probably sometime between WrestleMania and SummerSlam uh, in 2009, and 2009 was the height uh, was was when Legacy was given the opportunity to to get a prominent role, and Randy Orton was probably at the top of his heel game at the time with uh, young Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes uh, being the, his support players. And they were in the midst of a pretty heavy battle with uh, Triple H and mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. And I was thinking, well, who are Triple H and Shane McMahon going to uh, to turn to, to, to support them and to, to bring it about? And uh, and as Orton and DiBiase and Rhodes are, are are throwing out challenges, Triple H and Shane bring out the recently returned Batista, mm-hmm. and he is joined by their longtime friend, HBK Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course the crowd are the crowd are getting getting itchy and. Uh, Orton, DiBiase, and Rhodes, not not ones to allow things to get the better of them, knowing they need to prepare for a War Games match with some extra ammunition, turn to the tag team champions, Chris Jericho and the Big Show, to team with them, uh, forcing Triple H to uh, look around, and he picks up Jeff Hardy. So our five-on-five battle is going to be the Legacy and Jericho Versus Triple H, Shane McMahon, Batista, HBK, and Jeff Hardy. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, really, really want to take the opportunity to to put some emphasis here on on legacy, and it's and it's going to be the young Cody Rhodes starting it out. He's going to be starting the match out with Jeff Hardy. And uh, and they they're going to go back and forth. They're going to they're going to allow because we've got a high cage, a, a very high roof. Jeff and and Cody are both going to be able to come off the top and hit each other mm-hmm. with some high flying moves early. Uh, as always, the toss is won by Legacy, and young Ted DiBiase Jr. comes running in to to help his tag teammate, and he and he and uh, Cody really start to work over Jeff Hardy and they're running him into the cage and they're breaking him open and he's got blood coming out and, and he's really you know, sort of starting to struggle. And, and, when the, and when the buzzer goes at the end of that two minutes, we see Shawn Michaels enter the fray to even up the thing. He comes in, he drops both DBRC and Rhodes with, with, with the super kick and uh, they start mounting the, the battle and Hardy and HBK really start to take control. And at the, at the buzzer sound, we have Orton choosing to send in Chris Jericho and Jericho comes in and, and that allows, he probably comes in with, with some, some brass knocks or something hidden in his pants and, and they really start to take control. 
and they are working uh, working HBK into the into the thing. HBK is going to bleed by this point. Um, Cody's probably bleeding. You've got blood starting to pour out everywhere. Um, and they get evened up because Batista is going to come in and start to muscle everyone over. He's going to be uh, hitting people with with spine busters and 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 just those press slams that he does. And he he takes control. And then it's the big show's turn to enter the ring. And the big show comes in and he's choke slamming everyone. He's putting everyone down on the ground and uh, and really sort of starting to to you know, show that that giant size is 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 the place to be. At this point, Triple H decides he's got to take control. He's got to he's got to really you know work it for his team. He comes in, and you know Jericho uh, Triple H is dropping people with pedigrees, and he, he finds that he's actually got a sledgehammer hidden between the middle of the two. Yeah, you know, that might come in later, but there's a sledgehammer hidden between the two rings, and he pulls that out, and he's knocking Big Show down, and he's he's beating everyone up. Orton's the last man in for for Legacy, and again, you know, the tables turn, the the five man advantage, but Orton and Triple H are really just pounding on each other at this point, and they're just really putting each other to the sword when when Shane comes in to to end end the the first stage of the match and, and bring us to the to match beyond and, and Shane comes in and he's coming off the top rope and he's he's flying all over the place and doing the super Shane sort of thing but as I said Triple H had brought a, a sledgehammer into the ring and he had it between the two and 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 Orton manages to get his hands on it and he absolutely takes Shane out with the um with the sledgehammer and Orton clamps in on on Shane he's trying to get that submission out of Shane but 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 Hunter comes in Hunter you know breaks up the, the breaks up the move there he uh he he sort of takes Orton into the corner and they're working away and and this is going to allow I I'm, I'm going to turn the tables here but this is going to allow Chris Jericho to oh. to move in on the injured Shane he's going to lock in a walls of Jericho without Everyone else sort of realizing it, and for one of the rare occasions in in um, in the history of war games, I'm going to have Legacy and Jericho get one up on the good guys here, and Jericho is going to force a submission out of Shane McMahon. Um, I didn't want it to be Legacy that brought it about because I want to allow Legacy and and that sort of feud to continue. But I wanted to give Jericho a bit of shine because I really feel Jericho often gets overlooked in 09, but he was he was doing some good stuff. And I, I think, you know, he come out of the the um you know, the battling with the 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 movies, you know, with you know, the whole old guys feud that that, that he had them and the match with, with with Steamboat. And I just wanted to give Jericho a chance to really get one back here and taking advantage of someone who's already down. But I think Shane's the sort of guy who can, who can eat a loss there. And so I, I wanted to give legacy a chance to shine, but I didn't want Orton getting the win. So I'm going to bring it about that way. And Jericho is going to steal one. And, and we've got a, a heel victory, a rare heel victory in war games. I love that uh, Dave, because that's, that's a scenario where it would make sense for um it would make sense for uh um for uh the heels to win 
They're the younger crew. They need to get put over. Um, you know, most of the guys on the baby face side are bulletproof. Who gives a shit if chain taps out? You're not going to hurt anything with mm. that. I think it's for once the baby faces having a manager works to their disadvantage in the past, you know, a guy like JJ Dillon or, you know, whatever Cornette or something. But in this instance, it's as tough as Shane wants to pretend he is. Um, this is a situation where he's probably out maneuvered mm. in that, in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So I, I agree with you a hundred percent, uh, on, on how that's booked. And uh, I like the fact that you have the baby faces win because in this, in the, I'm sorry, the heels win because in this instance, it actually helps them better than it helps the baby faces. So mm. made sense to do. And, and I like that you had Shane tap because you had any, excuse me, if you had any of the others tap, it would have been kind of dumb. Yeah. I like that you had Shane is the weakness on that team. I agree with you on that. Um, all right. Well, since we're going to meet in the middle of the timeline, my next one, um, is from 1988. We move ahead because you knew we needed to have a war games with the mega powers. Mm. So on the heel side, not the greatest team, but I, I like it actually. You got some tough guys on this team. You have DB, Ted DiBiase, Andre the Giants. So you have the, you know, the mega bucks. Mm -hmm. Haku, who at the time I think was the, the king, the, uh, the king, because Harley was hurt. Mm. The big boss man who's new on the scene and Hercules. Mm. Your babyface team. The ultimate warrior, relatively mm. new. The Hart Foundation, who freshly well, made that faces mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. And of course, your World Wrestling Federation champion. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Got to have Savage at a World Games because he'd be all over the fucking place. And he's, oh, a good good. he's a good baby face that gets the crap beat out of him. So he's good at that. Mm. Um, I think you start with Boss Man and Brett. And, uh, you know, Brett, because, you, you know, this is the first example of giving Brett a little solo shine. Brett gets, you know, gets uh, Boss Man and is trying to work him over. And he starts getting the upper hand, but of course, you know, Ted DiBiase pays off the uh, the referee to skip the flip and just pretend he won. Uh, so <clears throat> the heels get the next guy, and in comes Andre. So you have Andre and Bossman beating the crap out of Brett. Beating the crap out of Brett. Next guy comes, and it's Warrior. Warrior, relatively new, trying to get over. And we get a good even back and forth. Then in comes Haku. Because you get a, you need a good tough $2 stake in there. Haku starts working over. You even it up with uh, Hogan. He comes in next. Then you have a little three on three. Then you have Hercules. Then you have the Anvil. And we keep going back and forth. And Andre is still get taking out guys left and right. Then you have DiBiase, who's trying to put the, the Million Dollar Dream on Brett. And then the last guy in is your World Wrestling Federation champion, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. We get a nice battle, and Savage and Hogan get a double move. They drop the leg drop and the elbow on Haku. And eventually, Brett gets Haku to tap out to the sharpshooter. 
and the baby faces win. Hmm. Um, I almost had the heels win here, but I feel like I didn't want to do the mega power split yet. So this is more, you could make this all, you could make this ideally the, the main event at SummerSlam because it is in yep. the garden. Uh, I don't think it would have the heat like my previous match did, but I think it would still be a hot match. Um, I, my goal as even though Hogan's in this match, my goal is to make sure Savage is over as world wrestling federation champion. Yep. You, you make sure he gets the most shine. Hogan drops the leg on DiBiase. Savage hits an elbow from the, well, he can't really, from the top of the cage. Well, sort of. Um, but the referee notices that Brett has Haku in the sharpshooter and Haku uh, quits. Mm. So that's what I have. I think that's a fun match. It has a lot. We have some debuts. Hercules still kind of a heel. Um, he hasn't turned babyface yet. I know he was a babyface by 88, but we're keeping him a heel here. Um, boss man's new warriors, relatively new. I was going to put honky in here instead of Haku, but I'm like, eh, I like Haku better in a match like this. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, I liked, I liked, I'm kind of proud of this, this combination. And I think it's fun. I think it's more to put over the characters. And I think you get a, I think you get a great match. Yeah, I think that that'd be fun. I like I like the idea of 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 allowing the mega powers to be showcased. And yeah, you could see this at maybe at the SummerSlam. You know, instead of the the mega powers mega bucks match, you could see this being perhaps in in place of that to to allow that that to continue to, to grow. But yeah, it definitely gives them shine and. You know, it, it was at a time when Andre was still just just able to work enough that he would be able to dominate the way you were you were talking about. So, I think that would be a fun one. That would be that would be a fun one to see. Um, it's very yeah. Mm. It, it it would certainly it would certainly uh, not not maybe not quite the heat response that your eighty five scenario gave, but certainly um, uh, up there up there. So. Yeah, no, I think that that would that would be good, and it's good to see it's good to see the good guys go. I'm 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 I I I don't know. I, the only the only thing I would question is whether or not you'd have Brett get the uh, get the win and not not Savage um, finding a way to for Savage to put some form of uh, submission move, whether you know some form of leg lock or arm lock on that that would have allowed him to get the win. I think that might have been a little bit more uh, allowed Savage to really be spotlighted by, by giving him the actual victory um, would probably be the only thing I would do different. Okay. That's all right. Uh, look, that's why we do this. I, uh, I was, I was, to be honest with you, Dave, I was going to disagree with you. If you had the baby faces win your match in 09, I would have gone for the heels, but you, you uh, spared my, uh, you spared that from happening by actually doing it. So, um, uh, yeah, I I uh, I like your thinking. That's cool. That's totally cool. So long as Savage looks strong, mm. that's all. As a Booker, that's all my that's all my philosophy would be is to make sure Savage is strong, because I want him as a strong champion. I'm not gonna let. He's not gonna be if in my booking world, Dave, on our side of the Looking Glass, I am not making Hogan look better than him at, mm. at this moment. No, not until the heel turn and all that stuff. But, uh. No, I, I, I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely cool with that. 
Uh, I might I might change some guys up, maybe not have Warrior. Maybe he's not quite ready for primetime yet. Uh, I feel like I'd want to put Honky if he's still Intercontinental Champion, but I don't know. He I just feel like his comedic situation doesn't fit in this match. I, I maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. Mm. Would you would would Honky instead of Haku make the match any worse or better? What do you think? I, I think Haku plays better into the war games concept. Honky was always the one wanting to run and wanting to hide and wanting to flee. And I can't see Honky signing. I can't see the character of Honky Tonk Man signing the contract to be a part of this match. They might right. want him in there, but I could see Honky sort of going, no, 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 the fans don't want me to sing and dance. They don't want me to, you know, be locked in a cage with five savages and, and, and stuff like that. That's uh, that's how I think Honky would weasel his way out of it. He would, he'd refuse to do it. Okay. Good. Then I'm glad I picked Taku. <laughs> good. Uh, good. I'm glad. I, th- I agree with you on that. I think he's a tougher stake <laughs> for a match like that. But uh, all right, well, there we go. That's my 1988. I, I, I don't. Your booking uh, thinking is perfectly cool. I'm. A, I would. I would. That definitely be an alternative that I would think of. So long as Savage came out looking great, he didn't. Because hmm. obviously, I want Brett. Brett's the only one in this whole match that has any kind of a submission move. So that's hmm. why I would have Brett do the sharpshooter. Savage and Hogan and those guys. They don't uh, arm bars and stuff like that. That would look stupid. Hmm. Have the one. Let you know what. If Savage looks strong. Drop of the elbow or and all that stuff, but just let Brett have like a mid card or t- like you wouldn't have Brett tap DiBiase out because now you're really elevating Brett technically, and yeah. at the moment there's no room for that. That mm. that'll come in time. You have Brett have a tap out like Haku or one of the mid card guys. You wouldn't yeah. have uh, Brett tap out DiBiase. That that no, because you're not. Then now all of a sudden you're you're inadvertently elevating Brett, and you don't really want that yet. You do, mm. just not right now. Yeah. And and uh so but that that'd be the only thing. You would still make Savage and Hogan look strong, mostly Savage. Mm-hmm. And but Brett Brett's the only one in this entire match that has Brett and DiBiase are the only two that have submissions. So <laughs> so it's <laughs> gotta be them. So yeah. I like uh I think I like him there. So there we go. All right. Mm-hmm. So I got that's my two in the eighties. I'm just gonna let you know. I have six total. Uh right. my next well, three are all the nineties. So well, just... I have, uh, I, 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 I'm going to bring, I'm going to come in and into, onto the back end of the eighties now, because the first one I had was actually in 89. And the reason I didn't want to do it first is I just wanted to hear your earlier ones. So, okay, sure. Um, and, and, and okay. I'm, I don't want to spend much time on this because it, it really, it, it's a very similar concept to what you've just put forward with, with the 88 one, because I, I, I sort of looked at 89. I thought, you know what? There's some guys in the WWF in 1989 that had performed in war games and mm-hmm. in the WWF would really make it work. And I thought, try and put together something. I ended up coming up with two possibilities here, but, but, but team number one, the, 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 the good guy, the, 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 the face team is you're looking at something like, Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who were your sort of top-level guys in 89, Dusty Rhodes, who's now there, and the Hart Foundation. So I had them in there with with them. And on the other side of the, the coin, I, I had – there were two possibilities here. One possibility was to just put the Heenan family in, Andre, Rude, Haku, and the Busters, the Brain Busters. But then I actually realized I would love to have seen – 
Uh, uh, and I still like that one, but then you would have had to be bringing Warrior in, and and I didn't want to put Warrior in this. But my 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 heel side of the occasion is Randy Savage, the big boss man, who was in the second War Games match, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, who were War Games veterans, and at the same time period, you've got the Widowmaker Barry Windham in there and i thought that would be can you imagine that as a war games matchup randy savage the big boss man the widow maker and the brain busters against hogan dusty beefcake and the heart foundation um again i see it very similar to the way you had it i would be starting off with guys like bret hart narn anderson and you know having having someone like you know the boss man come in um you know uh Dusty probably going in early to to even it up, and then then you sort of start to bring in the big the you know, the you know, um your 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 widow makers and your tullies with um with the anvil and beefcake coming in, and then leaving Hogan and Savage to the end and letting them come in and letting them really shine at the back end of this match. But but this is the sort of match. I really saw it very similar to the way you put your 88 one. And, and I felt that I just felt that there'd be fun to have some of these guys that had, that we know it worked well in war games, the Tully's, the Arns, the Barry Windham's who were all in the company at the time, dusty roads, all there at the time, just putting all these former WCW guys in, in, into this war games match, but having yeah. it, having it, focused around Hogan and Savage, but I'd probably see this is where you would allow beefcake to maybe get lock the widow maker or, um, or the boss man into the, into the sleeper hold and um, probably, or, or maybe Tully, maybe the widow maker or Tully, but th- this would be one where the, this, the good guys would need to go over. They've the star power and, and, and just the nature of Hogan, you'd have to have the good guys go over and probably with beefcake getting a, a sleeper hold on someone like, like the Widowmaker to 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 secure the victory. Mm. Uh, okay, that's an interesting that's an interesting combo. I like the WCW concept. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Eighty nine is a fun year too, mm. uh, Dave, because obviously, and I've discussed this on previous shows, and and you have as well. Uh, Nineteen eighty nine is one of the greatest wrestling years in history. WWE was WWF was great. WCW was great. You had, uh, you know, you still had some promotion stuff. Japan was good. You had very, very faint back ends of AWA. But, uh, um, you know, having kind of this mix uh, um, in this war game show, I uh, I like it. Can, give me the heels again. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Give so me the heels again. got Randy Savage, okay. the big boss man, the widow maker, and the brain busters. Um, and and probably at ringside you've got Zeus. Zeus is probably yeah. standing there. He's supporting them, but he doesn't get into the ring. And maybe even at the end of the match, Beefcake gets the victory with the uh, with the the sleeper holder. At this point, Zeus tears the the cage door off and and comes in and starts to wreak havoc on on everyone after the match is formally finished. Maybe every time a babyface is supposed to get in the ring, Zeus steps in front of the steps in front of the door. <laughs> it does the, it does the whole thing like move me like he did to Hogan yeah, yeah. on that Saturday night's main event and he starts starts like just totally driving the, the baby faces nuts cuz nobody could do anything with him. Mm. Uh, that's good. I like that, Dave. I like that. One thing about 
that I love about the Federation era, and that's why I'm loving this episode tonight, is it was so easy back then to get fired up as a as a kayfabe fan of of guys like Hogan and Savage and baby faces because so easy to fire up a, the fans, you know, and uh, um, and get them all like get them all going and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy. So you get all these this great baby face team, sat, you know, and and meanwhile Zeus just doesn't let them in. It just drives you nuts. That's what I love about my '85 match. Like the baby, the heels are just smarter, and you can't handle that. Usually, you know, Vince likes making sure the baby faces get over, but you can't have dumb heels or else there's nothing to get fired up about. Mm. So, Sav, you know, at this time, Savage is, you know, with with Sherry. And really, the only thing you do is um, uh, is uh, uh, just get Zeus there and just, you know, drive the baby faces crazy that you can't get in the ring. You know, you could do that, too. Mm. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I love that. I think it's great. I love your, uh, I love your thinking. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Oh, very good. All right. Well, let, like, let's move like into the nineties. Yep. Okay. Let's move into the nineties. What have you got? All right. Well, my first one, uh, my first one is 1994. Yeah. And I have an interesting match here. On the heel side, you have Owen Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. So Neidhart's in his second one. He was a baby mm-hmm. face in 88. Shawn Michaels, Diesel, and Crush. And on the baby face side, and this one, I might want your assistance, Dave, only because... I couldn't think of, I mean, I thought of a good guys here, but I threw a tag team in there that, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're cool, but they're, maybe there's a better, a better combo. But anyway, the captain is Brett, obviously, our World Wrestling Federation champion, Brett Hart, because it's summertime. Razor Ramon, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, still, I, I we still keep, in our, in our side of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the looking glass, he is still active. And I put the head shrinkers. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were kind of the top face team. If we did, if I did 93, I would have definitely put the Steiners, but the Steiners were gone by then, by yep. this point. So I thought, what other good baby face team? The smoking guns, eh. eh I kind of like the head shrinkers because maybe they could amp up their old school Samoan SWAT team thing mm. for this match. And obviously, you know, uh, and... How about this? Owen, Owen has gotten, uh, has gotten, okay, WWF President Jack Tunney to make it so that this match is for the world title. (laughs) So if anybody gets anybody else on the other side to tap out, Owen Hart becomes the World Wrestling Federation champion, and the guy that gets him to tap gets the tap out gets one hundred thousand dollars. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> sounds so w. I know it sounds so WCW-ish, but come on, I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so Brett has to trust Razor, the Head Shrinkers, and the Macho Man. You know to not tap yeah. out. Um, 
and Owen is like, listen, guys, I will give you one hundred thousand dollars of my own money if you if you get the tap out here and I become the WWF champion. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I think you start with Crush and Savage. Just get them in there and just let them have at it. Hmm. And then, of course, Owen rigs the the flip. And in comes uh, the anvil. And he helps uh, Crush work over Savage. In comes Fatu. Then in comes Diesel. And Diesel really starts laying guys out. Then in comes Samu. And then in comes Sean. And then in comes Brett. Because Brett start Brett needs to protect his investment. He does not come in last. Yep. Then Owen comes in, and then we finish with Razor. Now, the key thing is Brett is focused on on not even really being able to handle wrestling because in the back of his mind, he's like, I gotta keep an eye on all these matches. Cause what if somebody taps out and I don't realize it? You know, I could be I could lose my WWF title mm. and not even have and not even I'd be in the other side of the ring. I'd be in the other ring. So, um, he's like trying to, he's getting panicked. Meanwhile, he's distracted and he's, but then, but then Shawn Michaels, and this continues the storyline here. Shawn Michaels asks, uh, I need another heel. Uh, uh, are there any managers here? Asks, uh, Cornette, let's say, because Cornette Mm. and Fuji are in the ring with, uh, oh, shit. No, scratch that. I just thought of a better heel. I just <laughs> thought of a better heel. We're getting rid of Nightheart and we're putting in Yoko. Oh. All right? Because now, now, Owen's got to worry about the fact that Yoko's looking at him like, um, you know, I did lose to Brett and mm. I haven't gotten my rematch yet. So I don't know what the hell you think you're doing, Sunshine. So let's say Yoko's in the match. All right, scratch Nightheart. We're putting Yoko in there. I totally forgot about that. We're putting Yoko in there. But Yoko is is a little skeptical because this is where like heel distrust comes in, Dave. Because mm-hmm. Yoko wants to be world champion again. He had just lost at the Garden at WrestleMania 10. He's owed his world title shot. So why am I helping this little twerp win when I'm the one who's should be still world champion? This guy's been nothing. So and, you know, Owen's a stupid idiot, and he tells Yoko, well, you lost to WrestleMania. I won. Mm. You beat, I beat Brett, and you didn't. Like, he starts mm. needling uh, Yoko, uh, you know, of course, taking into account that they would yeah. be tag champions the following year. But, again, we're in this universe. Yeah. But, so, Dave, Sean asks Fuji to open the door and hand me a chair because I am going to knock out somebody I want that money that Owen Hart's giving me. If Owen Hart's promising me the money, honey, I got the time. So mm. he asks, so Fuji uh, or Cornette, because we have Yoko in the match now, gives a chair to Sean. Sean is holding Savage or something. Savage ducks out of the way. Sean drills Diesel. Brett puts the sharpshooter on Diesel. Diesel's out. Mm. Diesel's not tap. Diesel's out yeah, from Sean's chair shot. Yeah. Referee calls for the bell, and Brett w- and, and the, the faces win, yeah. and uh, Brett retains his title. 
and we still get the slow burn to Diesel turning babyface. Mm. No, I like that. So my apologies for the audible because I was looking (laughs) at the team and I'm like, shit, I still have Yoko here. This is before the, I do not a taker because I'm still taking into account the takers on that taker faker hiatus. Mm. So I do not have taker in the match, but this is my, that's my, that's my, do you think I'm a little, do you think it's a little too, uh, a little too storyline ish? What do you think, Dave? I, I, I I really want your opinion. Uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm. I think that from an in re- in match perspective, I could certainly, you know, see the the uh, the chair shot and, and the and the the build of the Sean Diesel thing working. I I struggle a little bit with the title on the line, <laughs> so I will be. I will admit, I, I do feel that's very WCW TNA ish. It's probably more TNA than WCW. All right. But um, I, I do I do like the the matchup, and I do like the the out the way the the way the result would pan out is certainly uh, I think a very good way to to continue the burn. Or probably this would be the early stages of the Michaels Diesel um, burn. It almost you could almost see it being the first the first step. Um, you know, sort of the first step in the story to to the Michaels Diesel situation. Um, you know, Diesel being annoyed about it afterwards, but you know, still playing the good bodyguard role. So, um, yeah, I think I think it, it it's it's got a good a good uh, a good outcome there. Um, I I think you know. I, I'd really like to see, like you said, the head shrinkers would be good in that role. Um, you know, before Samu left, I think they they'd make a a good addition, and we've seen that they can do it. We've seen that they they did have the ability to to work that that style of match. So I think they would have brought something unique to to a War Games match. It'd be fun. All right, I, I DNA. I I sir jest at your at that insult. How dare you? <laughs> what do you what do you think I am? Jerry Jarrett or something? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Vince Russo's in the house. Uh, bro. No, I didn't say, Dave, that we throw the belt into the ring and use it as a weapon. <laughs> no, I didn't say <laughs> Oh God. That's good. All right. All right. I'm my next one I is a total cheat job, but that's okay. Well, I'll get to that one in a minute. What do you okay. got for me, Dave? Okay, well, I'll go with what I, I have a suspicion. I know what the cheat job is because I think we're going to start having some similar ones here. So I'm going to I'm going to jump in. I'm going to I'm going to come after. You. I'm going to stick in the '90s now. Um, I'm going to stick in timeline with you because I, my next one was was just the following year, and I put this one together more for the opportunity to see certain guys working together. Okay, and so we're in '95. So I think this is going to become pretty obvious about who's going to be involved and what the outcome is going to be. But on one side of the coin, we're going to have the corporation because they're the only five heels that I could see working together in 95 because the, 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 the roster in 95 is terrible. We know that, but you've got Ted DiBiase's corporation, Sid, Tatanka, IRS, Kama Mustafa and King Kong Bundy. On the other side of the coin, well, who is going to be working together in 95? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. We're going to have our world champion, Diesel. We're going to have our intercontinental champion, Shawn Michaels. We're going to have Razor Ramon. We're going to have the one, two, three kid. So okay. we've got the click working together. And because we need a fifth man, we've got the recently kicked out of the corporation, Bam Bam Bigelow. 
Now, I know Bigelow and the Click do not get on outside of the ring. I know it would not have gone down well. But from a storyline perspective, that's what it would have needed to have been. This, the, I just, I just like the idea of of the click working together. Diesel, HBK, Razor, and 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 um, the one, two, three kid all working together. I, I think it would be fun. I, I, I'd, I'd see. To me, this sort of has that concept that you've got very similar to maybe the stud stable against Dusty and his guys, or mm-hmm. or. Or possibly, you know, it's sort of got that, the, the heels are clear, you know, or even let, let's go, um, you know, maybe even um, uh, the the Sid, Vicious, Vader and um, Harlem Heat year, where you just know that the bad guys, they're just, they're, there's no chance. They're, they're just there to give us the opportunity to see these these favourites of ours work together. And that's what it's about. This match is about letting the click have some fun together. One, two, three kid had probably started off against someone like IRS, you know, sort of that Pillman. We were talking earlier about the, the, uh, the horseman versus Pillman and sting and then all that, like that Pillman style start in, in, uh, in 91. Um, then you've got, yeah, you're probably bringing razor in next and, uh, sorry, you're probably bringing Tatanka in next. You need the workhorses in there early. Razor would come in for, for the good guys. Then you're going to bring in someone like Karma Mustafa. Um, and Bam Bam Bigelow probably comes in at this point because you want the crowd to be working up because they want to see Diesel and, and Sean getting in. You want that, that anticipation. Uh, then you're probably going to send Sid in next, bring in Diesel finish it off with Bundy coming in. Sean comes in last and look this is just this is just the opportunity for the for the good guys to to uh to be to be showcased. I think, you know, you're probably going to have Sean put a figure 4 on someone or uh to you know, you know, use the super kick and then pop a figure 4 on probably someone like IRS, someone who can who can you can put a hold on and and they can take the loss and no one know everyone expects them to give up. But I just I just as I said, this to me was just about getting, getting the the click together in the ring. I really can see them completely not even working with Bam Bam in the match. Like Bam Bam sort of does his thing, but you you really see, you know, Diesel and Razor and Sean and the kid double teaming with each other and and doing triple team moves with each other and just having fun and 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 just you know really trying to steal that limelight and making the, the match about them. Mm. Listen, that might be a year, Dave, where uh, a match like this may actually kind of help the roster a bit and even maybe help things elevate. Let's be honest, 95 WCW wasn't the greatest shakes either. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you could look at the roster and go, you know what? Neither roster. I mean, yeah, the WCW roster's got Hogan and all these other old farts, but you know, WWE at least has some. But you know, Vince had his own other personal and fiscal issues. But um, I love Sid, but I hate Sid in War Games matches. I yeah. I feel like he doesn't he doesn't ever feel comfortable. I think maybe in your setting and the way you have it worked out, maybe he does, but um. I I feel like he just he's so awkward and I don't think he's comfortable being in that environment where he's getting hit. Like I don't yeah. I don't uh yeah, I, I don't 
I yeah, don't see it. It's it's not a great match that one. It's not a great match. It wouldn't it wouldn't be fun to watch. It really would be reliant totally on on Sean and his buddies just hammed up with each other and and doing whatever they could to try and make each other look as good as possible. Uh, so yeah, like I said, just it was for me. This was just about getting those four guys in the ring together. Right. So let's let's leave that one. That's not a good one. I I, I knew some of the ones I came up with were bad. I I, I told you that pre-show. I said <laughs> I had some bad ones. Well, That's listen, I, my '94 one, I, I I called an audible and got rid of a guy in the <laughs> middle. So it sounds something very TNA-ish too. So, yeah. um, okay, here's my cheat match. And because, I think I may have the same one. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we could do this together. I I because the match is so perfect. The match is so perfect as a standalone match. Uh, I don't see how you don't you could not put this this match in a war game setting. And I think Dave knows exactly what match uh, I am talking about. And that is, of course, the main event uh, from In Your House Canadian Stampede yep. uh, between the Hart Foundation and the uh, the Hart Foundation and the team of, of uh, and Team Stone Cold. Uh, yep. Um. That match is just so good. We might as well just put it. We might as well just put it in a in, in a war games match. Why not? I mean, mm. you know. And I leave it the same. I don't have the baby faces win. I still have. I still have the Heart Foundation win. And however, I would take it out of Calgary, and I would stick it in Chicago, Baltimore, Philly. Actually, you know what? I put it in Philly because you need heel heat for this one, and. If the Hart Foundation are the heels and they're going to win, you can't have it in Calgary. So I would take the match, Dave. And this is what we could work on together because I'd be curious your thoughts too. I would take the match out of out of Calgary and stick it in like Philadelphia, where Brett and where the Hart Foundation would get vociferously booed. I think you get some good heat. And uh I I think that uh that it would be an amazing match. I think it would end. Ex- I honestly, I wouldn't book the match that much differently. Um, maybe I, I, I would have Austin last again. I would, I would maybe open with say Goldust and, and Bulldog and then no. go to, and then put in Pillman. See, see I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to disagree with you on that because I think what really made that one of the things that made that stampede match. Okay. So good was Brett and Austin kicking it off. And the nature of their feud and the fact that these two guys can go, can go a long time. And this is before Austin's neck injury. He could go. I would be starting it with the two of them. I, I can't see that Austin letting anyone else start. Like for me, it would be very much that he just charges. He just charges in. He sees, you know, he he's just in there like, get in here, Brett. Um, I'm not waiting. I don't, you know, cause he, it was all about Austin and Brett for him. So he'd be just like, right. get in here, Brett. Brett would be like, you're on. And they just go and they started off. I think they would start it off because it would allow them to beat the crap out of each other for a while. It then allows them to, to build and work the match around coming back to each other rather right. than holding it off. And, um, I think that's what, that's what the crowd would want. And whether it's, uh, I hear what you're saying, and I think where you're coming from, I think what you're trying to say about needing the heel heat is the fact that 
the Hart Foundation would work the match, would work the heel style of the War Games match better, being the getting them one man advantage and the underhanded tactics and the and the advantage that comes from the gang mentality that was the heel mentality of war games that's i think is that what you're trying to say about that's why you want the the heart foundation to be to be operating as heels in in the match correct uh, right correct Cause, yeah because i wanted at least one match where because i wanted at least one match where the heels won i knew you would have at mm. least one and the one you have uh you know mm. the one from 2009 i think is a perfect year for it mm. but i wanted one for that i where the heels won and all my other options probably are not great uh, for the heels to win, mm. but, uh, but that one definitely was, but to do that, you can't have the match in Calgary. It's not going to fly. So, um, yeah, I was, I was very in tune to making sure this was in a place like Philly or, or at, uh, you know, at the garden mm. or something like that. But, uh, I, yeah, you're probably right. I think you're right. I think the whole point of it is, the two of them in the ring and then they're wrapped around this giant cage mm. still jaw jacking at each other. Yeah. No, nah, you're right, Dave. You're right again. That's why I have them on the show. everybody. <laughs> I just blather too much and someone needs to put me in my place. Not nah, Dave. You're exactly right. I think it's, I think you're right because the linchpin of this feud is not the heart foundation as a collective versus this team of baby faces as a collective. It's between Brett and Steve. It's mm. been like that since, the year before, almost. I mean, this feud between Brett and and Austin goes back to the previous, you know, whatever August or September when he started John with him, and then you know he came back and they had that epic epic match at Survivor Series, and then they re- and then they you know they kind of wrestled through the next few months, and then of course they had the the historically amazing match at WrestleMania 13, and then they continued through this you know, the spring and the summer, and then they, they culminate here. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's probably smart to have Austin and Brett in the middle to start because they're the linchpins of it. It's not about, this is one of the few cases where it's not necessarily about the teams, but it's about the captains. Mm. And I think that's, that's what this, uh, so uh, that having said that though, I didn't want to come up with another match in 97 because this was the best gang match in 97. Trust me, folks, we were not going to have, a gang wars war games match between no. Los Bariquas, uh, <laughs> the uh, DOA and the uh, fucking nation. No, we were not having that. No. No. But you will hear from the nation tonight. Yes. You, uh, yes. I am tipping my hand. You will hear about the nation tonight. So, uh, Mr. Hall. But, so. But, but getting back to getting back to our stampede match. Uh-huh. Um, how who how would you finish? Because I'm gonna say it here and now, Austin can't lose this match. Where the the one thing no. you lose in doing a war games match here is Owen getting the pin on 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 Austin, which which builds to their SummerSlam match. You can't have that because you can't no. have Austin submit because that's not his character. That's not who he no. is, and it no. doesn't fit. I think right. I think Gold Dust is the one who probably is your sacrificial. There, he's the one who. He can lose. He can take the loss. He can he can give up, and it's not a it's not an issue. I think he's the one you do it. Probably having maybe even Owen getting the win still. Owen gets the submission win because then you can parlay that into I won the match. I want a shot at I, I want Austin or I want you know or you know mm-hmm. or, or he can brag about it afterwards, and Austin could 
could that's when the, the the feud could shift then and Austin starts to target Owen and the IC title because he's 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 sick of yeah Owen could come out on Raw the next night talking about how he won the match and maybe he interrupts Owen and interrupts Austin I won the match and I I proved myself better than you and and then right. Austin Austin yeah so it it can build from there but you can't have Austin lose war games it's got to be someone like gold dust or or hawk or animal they've got to be the ones to take the loss but um and, and like i said i probably have owen be the one who gets the win right yeah i'm good with that totally good with that no you have to change the ending because having having uh owen get a cheap win on austin like a pinfall is one thing but if the match has to obviously end with a submission uh you're not gonna and you don't want to repeat uh, the end of WrestleMania 13. You can't have Austin. You can't have Austin's team lose because he bled out, and you can't no. do that again. You're not gonna. You're no. not gonna. You're not gonna beat that horse. I agree. I think Owen has either shit. Well, maybe not Shamrock. Uh, you're probably right. It's probably got it because you're not gonna. Well, what do what you Shamrock. could do? What you could do is you could have Austin tied up in the ropes, so you, you could have that that angry look like he's fighting everything he can to break out. Like you have the old arms tied in the ropes scene where he he's trying everything he can to get out of the ropes, knowing that he could break up the move, but he right. just can't get out in time. So that, that he get, you get the anger screaming Austin look, and he could break out just after the, the bell goes, and he could be beating on Owen, but the bell's already gone. The match is already over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um that works perfectly. I just uh, I think Goldust is really the only guy you could do it to. You're mm. not gonna have Shamrock tap. He's a submission guy. Uh, I and he's only just a, arrived. Right. And, and if you're a Booker, good luck telling Hawker Animal that they're gonna tap out. And get <laughs> oh yeah, you'll be you'll be eating your lunch through a straw. Um, <laughs> uh, and obviously Austin, you're not obviously Austin. So yeah. sorry, uh, sorry Dustin, you're just, you're gonna have to eat this one. Mm. But again, I think. This is the one case where we had a perfect match that would be a great War Games match. Yeah. I don't think there's a need to, to remake one for, for 97. And even better, if you really want to throw, listen to me, I'm, I'm, I'm totally attitude error. And you could even have, as the, the referee in the Stampede, you could have Shawn Michaels. If you really wanted to stir the shit, <laughs> you could have him be the one to, because he hates fucking Brett. But, you know, he can't. Screw around. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> he's like, would you stop trying to overbook this, please? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, that that's the way you got to end it. You can't have Ken of Austin tapping out. But you do need to have Steve and Brett as the first two guys. That I agree with 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to let you go again because we stole, uh, we kind of worked each other's together here. So what do you so, have? Well, I, I have a suspicion that we may have something similar for the next year as well, because you, you mentioned before that we were going to see, uh, we were going to see someone appearing. And mm -hmm. uh, c could I, could, would, I, would I be right in thinking that you've got that happening in 1998? I indeed have it in 1998. So let's... Uh, I think we're heading in the same direction, because I think yes. in 1998 we're going to see the battle of the factions. Yes. When yep. D generation X go head to head in war games against the nation of domination. Correct. So yep. yes. Yep. I, now I, I had this as, as a four man, a, 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 like a, a four man on each team war games. Did you, did you put China in or did you 
keep it to just the the men. I had I actually I actually had China in. Okay, and that's that that works either way. I I I can see that working as well. So yep. Yep. so obviously DX being Triple H, X Pac, Bada, Badass Billy Gunn, The Road Dog, and China. And for the nation, I'm assuming we're 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 running running with the the version of The Rock, Dulo mm-hmm. Brown, Kama Mustafa, Mark Henry, and Owen Hart. Am I right? Correct. Oh, yes. I so. Yeah. So. Good call, yeah, sir. Yep. So, yeah. So great minds think alike. You can you can tell yes. when when we're all on the same page here. Make yes. a good World Games match, and and I almost see this being in that SummerSlam time. Maybe instead of the Triple H Rock, um. Matt, you could you could almost hit this in that SummerSlam time period or just before. So uh, that that's sort of my my thought process. You want this at the height of the the DX Nation feud when DX were were firmly entrenched as babyfaces, not not the early not sort of that um, Judgment Day time period where DX were still just finding their feet. You want them at at the at the real peak of having gone full babyface. Right, exactly. Um, I think, I mean, obviously The Rock tries to shine in this match. Maybe he makes some young, dumb mistakes. Um, I almost think, I feel like you could you could even spin this to heel. The heels could even maybe win this match if they, if they, you know, maybe get China, uh, separated or isolated um that that would work because especially the rock's character he wouldn't care to to, right. to beat on china he wouldn't right. he wouldn't and this would be one of china's first ever steps in the ring like right um we, we saw we saw her at no way out in the in when she sort of got in the ring but wasn't in the match so this would almost be the first time she's been in a match and that might allow you the opening then for the rock to be a total douche and and do something to china to get the win right yeah no absolutely and uh uh you know triple h is trying to fight as hard as he can this is the moment where this feud starts to get serious i mean obviously Mm -hmm. we had the funny gags the infamous and people forget this uh on a side note what a night July 6th of 1998 was because that night on Nitro was when uh, at the Silver uh, I almost said the Silver Dome at the Georgia <laughs> Dome I almost pulled a Hogan thing there at the Georgia Dome when when Goldberg beat Hogan to win the belt uh, that night in State College Pennsylvania was when the uh, DX did the Nation thing you know mm. the croc just came from the bathroom I ain't faking you should have smelled what the rock was baking I mean that whole thing you know yeah what do I look like an aardvark Whoa! Oh, oh god that's so lo- I love that. Oh, it's so amazing. Uh, hey, hey, Rock. I smell what you're cooking. Tastes like shit. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It, and, it's a, and it's a real shame. Uh, it's a real shame that we, we are now in the, the way the world is coming these days that to look back on, it, it's almost frowned upon to look back on that segment with, sure. with delight, with enjoyment, because it, it's not, politically correct there's stuff in there that we don't endorse but at the same time at that time it it was funny (laughs) everyone loved it and it's uh it it, it's it's a shame that we live in a in a the woke culture is sort of canceling these sorts of things out and you you know you can't you can't 
sort of look back on that stuff with 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 the fondness but i think there's still elements of it that you can and that the owen impersonation is just is just brilliant um i was watching i don't know if you saw it um or if you remember it but the week either the week after the that segment or the week you know or two weeks after they had jason sensation come on to raw sit on commentary and do a bunch more um uh, impersonations and then Owen comes out and attacks him and, and stuff like that but gee Jason sensation was good he did some real it wasn't just Owen he could do a few guys that was really impressive mm, absolutely oh he was he was great but yeah I, I mean I get it at this point but mm. whatever I, I, it's bullshit <laughs> but whatever yeah but the point is the point is this could be a match where you could go either way DX doesn't get hurt by it per se um you could get a cheap ending, uh, you know, whether it's Jacqueline or, you know, or somebody uh, helps out with. But I think this is a case where you really get a good because you're right at the beginning of the Attitude Era. You're hitting it's mm. it's kind of in its peak, getting into its peak. So you could gore this thing up a bit and have a decent amount of blood. But I think you can go either way with it. You could go with, you know, Road Dog. I mean, who in the who the problem is here is you don't have any guys on any of these teams with submission finishers. So Except they may have to Owen. add it. Owen's Except got the Owen. sharpshooter. Yeah, Owen, that's mm. right. Owen's got the sharpshooter. But DX has nobody. Uh you know, Triple H. I mean, maybe he could come up with one. It's Triple H. The road mm. the New Age Outlaws don't have one. Uh, you know, X Pac not really doesn't have one. Um so you're in a situation here where the <clears throat> you'd have to make up some kind of wonky um, choke thing or something. I don't know for uh, for it, DX to win the match. You know, yeah, it almost plays into that um, that ending that we were talking about earlier. The the dangerous alliance ending where you need some sort of gimmick, some sort of something extra to the match to to create the situation. Whether you knock someone out or you know, whether it be like if China's in the match, China gets knocked out or, or, or something happens where they're submitting or giving the match up on her behalf. Almost very similar to the, the I quit match between Triple H and The Rock in, in January where China turned heel, where the match, you know, neither guy really had a, a submission move. And the way the match finished was when they were threatening to beat China up and, and, and Hunter gives up on her behalf because he doesn't want China to get hurt. I could right. see that playing into this, where, where the team surrender the match to prevent China from being hurt. Oh um, yeah. That's, that's a, mm. uh, that's interesting. Sure. I could see that. That's a, that's great psychology there, Dave. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Cause again, the rock has no soul at this point. He's all yeah. about him. So if he's going to pie face, you know, China and fuck her up, then, you know, Triple H will just yell out, I quit. Kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, kind of like what The Rock will do months later uh, with Mick Foley at the 99 Rumble. So yeah. something similar to that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you can picture this match, like, when when the match is announced and China says she's going to be in it too and, and DX are trying to talk her out of it. We, you can't do it. We don't want you in there. It's not safe. And China... You know, I'm, I'm, I can do it. I'm, I'm, you know, don't worry about it. And even, you know, pre leading up to the match at the event there again, it's, it's, there seems to be more focus that 
that DX are more worried about China getting hurt than they are about competing. So it's almost a distraction and China's the last one to come in. So, so, you know, again, you, you, you bring in your, your ex pucks and your road dogs early and let them, Mm -hmm. let them go at it and, and Hunter and rock, get in there at some point. I, I think Rock needs to be in there before Hunter so that they can, you know, the, the anticipation that Hunter's going to get in there onto the Rock happens. But China's the last one in the ring. And, right. and she can come in and, 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 and get some elbows and low blows and everyone feels that it's going their way. But then, you know, that's with, like I said, Rock with no conscience. They manage, he manages to isolate China and, they're doing, you know, maybe maybe X Pucks been beaten in the corner and he's out cold or whatever, you know. So that the nation have got a, a, an intentional overlap where where DX just can't stop Rock from. He, he wants to pile drive China or he's going to do, you know, he's he's got her in some sort of, or, you know, maybe Mark Henry's got her in in a bear hug and and or in the, you know, half a bear hug with Rock saying you know, give it up or she's, he's going to, he's going to break it back or something like that. And, and as I said, yeah, they give up to prevent China from being hurt. Yeah. I, I, I think that that could work. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that working. I think that's a good match. You can really, uh, you know, you could really have so many different, um, uh, you know, so many different, scenarios that could work out that could work for you um depending on how you want things to go so i i, I like that uh i like that thinking well mm-hmm. well done uh well done dave uh i think we took a i think we took a not a difficult one but almost like an easy one and came up with so many different scenarios to make it uh to make it um challenging and I think uh, um, we we really took something that on paper looked easy and had a bunch of different um, uh, yeah uh, made different I'm, tr- I'm trying to get my words on it that's different storytelling based on however you want things to go afterwards if that makes any sense mm, yeah. um, and I think I think we did that there and and. Uh, and again, the attitude era, it's so wide open that we could, you know, we could uh we could go anywhere with it, really. So um I like that, Dave. That was a good one. I'm glad I'm glad to see. I knew you you and I I had a feeling I didn't think you were gonna do this one. I knew you were gonna do the Canadian Stampede one because we kind of alluded to it in our pre-production talks, but our chats, but uh I didn't think you were gonna match me on ninety-eight. I'm very impressed. Cause I try to I don't have one for ninety-nine, and I'm thinking about them like corporation, but at that time Austin really didn't have any friends. So what kind of team would he have? Eh, like 99, logistically, 99 just didn't fit a, a War Games match, you know? Uh, but but 98 definitely did. And the year I have coming up did as well. Uh, I have one left. Uh, so um, I could pass the baton to you, Dave, if you have another one. I, oh, I, do... th- I think I'd like to hear yours next. And okay. I'll save my last one for last. Okay, all right. Well, this one is similar to the one you have, your first one, just 10 years earlier. So my last one comes from 2004. Mm-hmm. And it is 
the biggest cabal of heels in the company at that time, you have Evolution, the full Evolution. So you have yep. Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair, yep. along with the WWE champion, JBL. I think mm. they work together. Rich guys throwing money around. So a cross-brand promotion here. A cross-brand promotion uh, show. I think you could put this. I think you could you could put this at Survivor Series. And your uh, your team, your babyface team is Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Edge, and a guy whose name we have not said once tonight, The Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, I think you you have all the guys Triple H hates plus the two guys that Eddie that uh, JBL hates and Edge. This is kind of the Edge turning heel thing. So this is another case where you could probably get away with the heels winning because Edge could. This is what when Edge could turn on say Eddie or Sean. Uh, I think you open with, say, I have a couple of scenarios here. Batista and Taker, that'd be a good open to begin what would end up being an amazing feud three years later. They go back and forth. Heels get the edge. So in comes Orton and him and Batista work over Taker. In comes Sean. Then in comes uh, Flair. And then JBL and Triple H start arguing over who goes next. Uh, the referee tells him, would you fucking pick somebody? And JBL goes, fine. So JBL goes in. And then uh, Benoit comes in. And he doesn't even fight the other guys. He's staring at Triple H. Get your ass in here. I don't even care about the clock. Just get in here. And Triple H, of course, with his beautiful bouffant uh, blonde hair. He finally comes in, and then Taker comes in, and then this is where I know, I know Dave. Another storyline swerve. <laughs> I think this is where Edge spears Sean into the side of the cage and and kind of knocks him cold. Triple H puts on the Indian Deathlock, and Sean is out, and mm. and uh, Evolution and JBL win. And I think this is where Edge begins his heel turn in 04. Mm. He, you know, he can cut a promo saying, I'm tired of being, you know, in the shadows of all these guys. I've beaten all of you at some point, and you all got, you know, Edge went on his whole tirade. You all got shots mm. before I did, and blah, 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 and all that. So um, so I think the match ends. I think it's a fun brawl. Um, you know, maybe not bloody or anything. You got a lot of big dudes in there, but I think Edge decides to turn. He spears Sean into the side of the cage, and then Triple H uh, puts on the Indian Deathlock and uh, and gets Sean either to tap or Sean's kind of half fading, kind of like what they had at Survivor Series 03 when uh, Sean was fighting for Austin on the show, and uh, he tries to fight as long as he can, and he ends up finally losing. And Sean's looking at Steve, and, and Steve's like kind of disappointed, but Sean's bleeding like fucking crazy, and uh, similar to that. Yeah. But 
But that's that's I think I think that's could be a fun hot match because you've got annoying heel Triple H, and I admit that. And you know this you know JBL WWE champion who at that moment people are like, why the fuck is this guy world champion? And then all these beloved baby faces, Eddie, Benoit, Sean, Taker, like all these faces everybody loves. And then Edge, that weaselly little shit, goes into, <laughs> goes into business for himself and helps Evolution and JBL win the match. Hmm. That's my, what do you think? I, I like that. I like I like the Edge, having the Edge turn in the match. I think it it, it would be a really good time to, to have the turn. Um, it, it, it plays into that, that storyline. I think it really, uh, you know, it, it, it's the, the only, the only, the only downside of it, downside of it all is, is, is having Taker in there, not really involved in the finish and being on the team that suffers the loss. Uh, I'd probably, okay. I'd probably prefer to, to sub Taker out somehow and not have him in that position. But well, all right. Not... Let me let me say this to you, Dave. Let me say this to you. Uh, that's okay because I had take I had I had put Taker in last minute. I had other names in there. Mm. Maybe a younger guy like say Cena. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, in oh four, in oh four, Cena. Yeah, I mean he certainly tie in with JBL and the build that they're yep. going to do there. Yep. Um. And and yeah, that 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 could be that might be a better way to go. Okay, all right. I was just looking for maybe a little extra star power in the mm. match, uh, but logistically, you're probably not wrong. Putting Taker in a match where he probably isn't even really needed in the general mm. scheme of things, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah. All right, Dave, you got me. Wow, Dave's just totally... Uh, <laughs> Maybe man, it must be the it must have been the Mets losing. I don't know, but Dave totally yeah. uh, is, is helping me uh, get myself straight here. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, I was putting Taker in for the uh, for kind of the the star power thing, mm. but 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 you're probably right. It's probably unnecessary to stick him in there. It probably wouldn't really help. Especially anything. especially going with the Evolution victory, and I think Evolution right. would need to win in '04. I think that that time period just sits right right there yep. for, for evolution to get the win. So yep. it's um it's certainly, you know, probably one that um takes on there and, and, and at the time period, the finish is exactly what it needs to be. It's that time period where, where Hunter's gonna gonna get the win and he's gonna get the win for his team. So um I, I'm all for that and I have to say I'm all for it because I had a very similar match on my list. Um okay. I only I only I only used four men. And did it at a slightly different time of the year, but I had okay. evolution with Hunter, Orton, Batista, and Flair, and their opponent. And it's funny because we had nearly nearly a similar similar grouping here. But my my opponents for evolution, putting it earlier in the year, would be Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and Chris Jericho. Oh, so sort of post WrestleMania twenty in that in that time period where benoit is 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 champion okay um i like the idea of benoit and 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 sean having to work on the same team despite the fact that um you know he's recently lost matches to to benoit mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. 
uh, I, I like, you know, this sort of allows you to tie in the Foley element with, with Randy Orton. Um, and Jericho was just sort of, to me, it was the, I didn't want to bring rock in again. Um, Jericho was sort of the good guy who probably fit the match that would work. But I, I, I saw this in a very similar light being evolution, getting, getting the victory in the team mentality thing, probably the, you know, Orton getting somehow getting it over Foley. And I don't know how they would get being, I guess Foley being a bit older, you mm-hmm. can probably have him submit and it be considered okay. Maybe Orton gets, you know, victory. You know, they, they, you know, maybe u- utilizing a, a barbed wire baseball bat on, on Foley's face just over and over and over to mm-hmm. the point that Foley, they, they're able to convince Foley to, to, to give it up or, or maybe Foley right. passes out from the pain and, and we get our, sure. we get our pass out from the pain win. But uh, I had that similar. The what you were bringing to that evolution matches, I was I was coming from the same same place. Yeah, no, I like that. That's it, yeah, we're kind of in the same vibe. Uh, mine's probably yeah, mine's definitely a little later in the year uh, mm. than yours, but I still love the vibe. I like the Foley getting beaten to shit because that's another guy that honestly, uh, uh, Dave, we really haven't mentioned his name much tonight. Is Foley, and you would think mm. if anybody would fit in a war games match at some point. It would be, you know, some cactus had I, uh, I, I was, I was trying to think of a good war games match for 2000. Um, maybe like rock cactus Jack and something like that. Maybe Jericho or whatever with like the, uh, the evil DX kind of thing. But mm. it just, I wasn't, it wasn't jiving for me. I wasn't feeling it, but yeah. I like this old four one. And maybe Orton is the one that, that does it to Foley. You put Orton over, kind of similar to Orton winning the match at Backlash. Uh, similar situation where he puts over, uh, uh, you know, or Foley puts Orton over in the match uh, with the bar with the bat. I mean, yep. you know, if that's if that's your if that's where you're kind of going with it, that could be interesting. Mm. You know. Yeah, look, I think I think either way would work. I I just think that the, the this allows it, it it protects having Foley in there protects Benoit and HBK. They they don't have to right. suffer the loss, but it, it's right. sort of that you know with the gang mentality, you're not breaking Evolution up yet. You need to keep you want to keep Evolution strong, especially when they've when Hunter's lost that title and yeah you know, they've sort of suffered a couple of losses. It's an opportunity to rebuild evolution and and maybe you can start to you know by having orton get the win that that starts to push him catapult him into that well he maybe gets the SummerSlam title shot because he won war games and and hunter's not happy that orton maybe orton disobeys orders during the match orton you know hunter wants orton to let him hunter wants to be the one to get the 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 move on to to maybe get the victory but Orton is doing it himself and, and isn't maybe listening to Hunter as much as Hunter wants. And, and so you can sow the seeds for the, for the, for the turn on Orton in, in a match like this and yet still have them win. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you could go either way with that. And I think it's a good, uh, in evolutions, you know, that's just an awesome team of guys that could Mm. battle in a, in a, in a cage atmosphere. So, yeah. Um, I like our choices tonight, Dave. All right, we we probably each had a couple of stinkers, 
my, I think our 94 and 95s, I think we did the best we could with not a lot mm. to work with. <laughs> so I'm giving us, <laughs> I'm giving us passes on those, but I, I think my favorite one that I picked that I did tonight, I, I think I really love that 85 one. I, mm-hmm. I could just, I could just imagine MSG melting during that when the heels are beating the shit out of everybody and Andre's half out cold and Hogan's spitting up blood in the back. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know something <laughs> about that one. That's something about that one was special, but I got to say, we uh we came up with some doozies tonight. We mm-hmm. really did. I I I wish I had a video game that I could make. Uh, I have to get a bunch of creator <laughs> wrestlers, a bunch of cause, and make a bunch of things. Uh, what a great show tonight! I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dave, where can everyone find you in the ether? Everyone can find me lurking around on uh, on Facebook and lurking around the uh, the 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 forums, the the, um, the place to be nation page, and you, you you find me around. I'm Dave Hall. Uh, hit me up, message me. Uh, love to chat, love to uh, love to connect with people, love to hear your ideas. Please feel free to pop some ideas out there and uh, and let us yes. know what you might like to see in, in some future episodes. Uh, I agree 100. Uh, percent Please do that. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love your your in your input. Uh, we are 13 episodes strong, uh, but we would love uh, to hear what you would like us to talk about or what you would like to see changed through the Looking Glass in another universe. Uh, obviously, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Scott C. Podfather. You can follow me, uh, follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. Um, we got a lot of great shows. Uh, we had a great mailback episode of Main Event last week. Um, you know, maybe we'll do a mailback episode, Dave, where people Ooh. give us just individual, maybe people give us just individual quickie questions like, guys, maybe, in the dude. alternate universe, would you do this? Or, guys, how would you fix this in another world? Like, Please, it doesn't have to. We don't have to do one topic for two hours. Uh, if you have, if if people, maybe we'll think about that for perhaps the November or even December episode, Dave. Uh, mm. Maybe if anybody just has a quickie question, like, guys, would you rebook SummerSlam '90 or something or whatever, you know, or what if Brutus Beefcake didn't smash his face, a uh, parasailing or whatever, you know, anything like that, you know, mm. or you know. Uh, that better be um, that could be good for that could be really good for Chris like a, almost like a Christmas present a December episode you know yeah. what, what, what 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 with the presents it'd be really cool if we could get some of those so we encourage you send them send send some ideas through send some questions through yeah please do send it send them to us uh, at PTBN Wrestling uh, you can private message them through there uh, I I follow many of us follow the you know uh, handle the Twitter and we'll take a look at them so. Uh, maybe looking ahead, maybe that'll be our December episode. Mm. Uh, we'll do some, some mailbags, some quick, quick hits. You know, we don't, you know, Dave and I have obviously taken one topic and go for, in this case, once again, two unbelievably great hours, but maybe this time we, we do a nice Christmas episode where we pick your quickie choices and just a a question that would require, you know, a, you know, maybe like a 10 minute discussion. And then we move on to another one. You know, Mm. we do multiple topics over a night. I, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, I think let's do that. Let's do that. So, so we'll Dave and I will have an episode set. Well, obviously we're going to have an episode every month, but we'll have a specific topic set for our November episode. But let's plan that for our December episode, where you give us some of your alternate questions on what you think would be good through the Looking Glass, if something specific. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. WWE. It could be anything. WCW, TNA, ROH. I don't know. Uh, you know, Crockett, AWA, I don't care, world class. What would happen if all the Von Erics lived? I don't I don't know. Whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, anything, 
what if none of them killed them? You know, what if none of them died? What if, uh, you know, what if Memphis didn't buy them? You know, whatever. What if they didn't stay in? What if they all stayed in business? I don't know. Whatever. Anything you want to ask, Dave and I will chew the fat on it and come up with some type of uh, amazingly crazy answer for you. So, uh, so maybe we'll do that for. We'll, we'll remind get 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 them in your head. We'll remind you again uh, next month in our November episode, and then we'll have them ready for you, and we'll have a nice. Uh, we'll have a great uh, Christmas episode to end uh, 2022 um, mm. with kind of a mailback episode of your your thinking of your guys' uh, questions on uh, you know what you would like to see. If you could go to another universe and maybe your favorite guy or gal or whatever, something changes. Let's do that. Yep. Dave, always a pleasure. Uh, I'm sorry about uh, the Sydney Swans. That's the only Australian rules football team I remember when I was a kid was the Sydney Swans. So <laughs> they used to always be on ESPN. So, uh. <laughs> uh, But anyway, Dave's the best. Thank you, Dave. It is always a pleasure. I look forward to seeing to uh, chatting you again next month with another great episode. Uh, everybody, have a great month. Enjoy. Happy Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Watch a ton of horror movies. And we will talk to you in November through the Looking Glass. (laughs) 